أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد سبحان الله تعالى فضل we reach the twenty third night of Ramadan it's a Mubarak night it's one of the odd nights mashallah one of the things that ends up happening now is like every one of the odd nights someone they're like this is it this is Laylatul Qadr you know and so inshallah one of them is true right so uh, Allah Ta'ala give all of us tawfiq it's okay you know if we spend a couple of minutes to uh, you know Allahumma innaka afu and tuhib al-afwa fa'afu anni there's, there's khair in it inshallah a person should do it the, 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 the correct way of asking the dua is like uh, the correct way of asking any dua like a person who's like on a sinking ship this is your chance if you wanted to say something say it uh, and uh, that's how that's how you ask Allah Ta'ala and Allah Ta'ala answers as well the mind, the heedless heart and mind it's you're just tiring yourself out but the one who asks with uh, with the uh, concentration Allah Ta'ala does answer people's du'as he does answer prayers there's an apocryphal story uh, uh, about Hajjaj bin Yusuf that there was a blind man who was making tawaf uh, or, or who was he? While he was making tawaf, he saw a blind man uh, standing in front of the Kaaba, asking Allah to restore his sight. And uh, uh, he he said something to him like, I, "I give you, you know, like until I come come around the 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 the, the Kaaba again, or I give you just a certain short amount of time. If Allah Ta'ala doesn't give you your sight back, I'm gonna kill you." And uh, you know, Wallahu Alam, they say that he. <laughs> <laughs> that he made dua and Allah restored his sight and when asked about why he did that he said because I know that he's you know just uh, he didn't seem like he was too into it so he's wasting his time uh, mm-hmm. now whether this happened or it's like one of these kind of Masnavi like stories that they used like a name in order to make the story more interesting um, the, 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 the lesson the moral of the story is, is true it's correct Otherwise, there are people who, I'm going to be a hafiz, they never become a hafiz. I'm going to pray to hajjud, they never pray to hajjud. I'm going to get my act together and they die before they get their act together because they don't really want it. They don't They don't really want it. So Allah Ta'ala give us this tawfiq that we can ask. If you ask even once like that, uh, it's enough for a person to enjoy in this world and the hereafter the benefit from it. And otherwise, there's uh, you know a lot of tongues that are getting work out. Uh, uh, and Allah Ta'ala, uh, Allah Ta'ala protect us from, from wasting the opportunities that we have. Amen. So we uh, continue in this uh, the Hayatul Qulub fi Ridha' al Mahbub and Mawlana Qamr Zaman, Allah Ta'ala give him long life and protect him and make his faiz Aam. He now quotes Shaykh al Mashaykh Mawlana Sayyid Abul Hassan Ali al Nadwi, Rahimahullahu Tabaraku wa Ta'ala, with regards to the law of recompense. So first, who was Mawlana Abul Hassan Ali Nadwi, rahimahullah? Uh, he was a Khalifa of our Grand Sheikh, Mawlana uh, Shah Abdul Qadir from Raipur, who was the Khalifa of Mawlana Shah Abdul Rahim uh, of Raipur, uh, who was the Khalifa of, uh, of Mawlana Rashid Ahmed Gangohi, uh, uh, who is a well-known person, personality and the uh, one of the two uh, founders of the Darulum and Deoband and through uh, Haji Imdadullah who we mentioned before and who there's actually a, a recording about in one of the past Ramadan majlises the Silsila uh, reaches uh, uh, the Sheikh Haja Aladdin Sabir 
who was the the nephew and the Khalifa of Khaja Farid al-Din Gan Shakar, uh, through whom then the, the Silsila goes back to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam through the Mashaykh of Chisht. Um, so Sayyid Abdul Hassan Ali Nadwi was a very was a, a very profound uh, profound individual and a very impactful individual both in the Indian subcontinent and in the uh, 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 in the in the Muslim world. Uh, he was universally respected. He participated in a number of the different the different ulama gatherings and councils that happened worldwide during his lifetime. Uh, he was uh, a person you can still find YouTube videos. There, I mean, they weren't on YouTube. Originally, because he passed away far before YouTube came out, but you can find on YouTube videos of his bands, both in, in, in Urdu and also in, in Arabic as well. And uh, uh, he was a very eloquent person. He would write his books both in Urdu and in Arabic. Um, and most of his books are translated, if not all of them, most of them, I would say, are translated into English as well. And he was one of the few people who was firmly grounded in the tradition, uh, but was able to speak to issues in a way that, uh, you know, people who are uh, familiar with the idiom of modernity will 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 be able to grasp and so uh, his books are out there uh, and uh, all of them I recommend uh, reading if someone is able to read them uh, he uh, is one of the descendants of the family of Sayyid Ahmed Shaheed rahimahullah he's a Hassani Sayyid from his father's side uh, uh, and his uh, the khanqa that he used to hold uh, like we have our majalis if you go back to the like two years ago, the first like Ramadan late night majlis, I told why why did we start recording these these majlis at night, and uh, his majlis that he used to hold in the nights of Ramadan, uh, actually were in the Da'iratu Shah Alamullah, which is the 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 Khanqa of Sayyid Ahmed Shahid and of his forefathers. It's somewhere in the mountains in northern India, very close to the border with Nepal. And uh, a number of great movements uh, of Islam moved, you know, they started from there and they went out into the, into the world. And uh, so <clears throat> still that Khanqa, there still uh, uh, people come and spend Ramadan over there. And so the person who, uh, the person who is the sheikh currently uh, in that Khanqa uh, is an ustad in the, uh, in the Nadwat uh, al-Ulama. Uh, the the premier seat of learning in the city of Lucknow in uh, uh, in, in 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 North India, uh, Molana Sayyid Rabi' Nadwi, who is also a cousin of his, and who, so he's from the same family, and he's an ustad of hadith in in the uh, uh, in the uh, in the in the al Ulama, and he is also a, a, a sheikh of the Tariqa from the same silsila, and so a person can actually go and spend Ramadan there if they want to. I mean, you can still do that, and if you go to India, because we're we're Pakistanis, nobody's the Indians. We're afraid that they're going to turn us away at the airport. Um, I was born and raised here, but I'm told that even uh, you know people who have, who who have uh, uh, the taint of Pakistaniness in their forefathers, they're not allowed in. Uh, they get turned away at the airport. Uh, but if you're not. Like you're obviously neither Indian or Pakistanian. You, the rest of you guys, mashallah, most of you are Indians, mashallah. Um, you can go. Can you believe that there are people who go to India and they see the Taj Mahal and they see like snake charmers and they like go watch Bollywood shows and all the other nonsense, whereas the Mashaykh are still alive and you can go see still the Khanqa in, in Raipur, you can go see the Khanqa in Tana Bhavan and Gangor, you can go see the, uh, you know, you can go visit Mulana Qamr Zaman, he's still alive, you can go visit Mulana Sayyid Rabi' Nadwi. It's amazing, the Khanqa is actually off-road, it's like Mauritania, like you, you go off the road and walk for like several miles and, uh, um, 
mashallah and there's no cell phone reception and any of that stuff mm -hmm. so uh it's uh it's you know that's that's who these people were Moana say that they say that he despite being a world renowned person he rented like his whole life uh, um one of the ulama said that i went and visited him uh, uh, and he got surreptitiously evicted from his home uh, uh, and uh, he was like, you know, he was not getting time from him. And finally, he found out the reason is that he's like literally moving his stuff from one place to another. There are people who cared nothing for the dunya. There are people nobody asked about their dunya, nor did they ask anybody about their dunya. When he passed away, rahimahullah ta'ala, he passed away on a Friday uh, um, in the hour of sacred hour of Jumu'ah. And uh, he r r was waiting for uh, Jumu'ah and he read the Surah Al-Kahf and he had still some time left. So he read Yasin. Uh, 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 um, and uh, 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 he gets he got to the ayah uh, 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 Karim that uh, you you're only there to warn those people who uh, the one who follows the zikr uh, and fears uh, 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 a Rahman in the unseen. Uh, and to that one, give them glad tidings of, uh, of Allah's forgiveness and a generous reward. And he left this world, rahimahullah uh, ta'ala. And so this is a, 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 this is a little tract from, from him uh, uh, with regards to the law of recompense. So the law of recompense is what is, what's the point of your deeds? People have the idea that whether I do a deed or I don't do a good deed or I don't do a good deed, whether I sin or I don't sin, Allah is going to forgive me anyway. So may as well enjoy ourselves and we're going to go to Jannah anyway, right? Because we're Pakistani, right? All Pakistanis go to Jannah, right? All dogs go to heaven, right? Uh, um, right? Well, maybe kind of. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to, I'm, I'm trying to, I don't want to like let the air out of the tires of all the ulama who are telling people not to sin anymore and do, you know, pray more and stuff. But, you know, Allah's, you know, forgiveness overwhelms all things. So, you know, people, we can scare them as much as we want to, but they still read the Quran. So they, you know, but there is the fact that even if that's true, uh, there's still a, an effect of your deeds. Your deeds have some, some sort of, effect on things and there is some purpose to them they're not just like this useless thing that 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 will get over one day rather they have a, a, a an impact which which lasts forever every moment every moment lasts forever you may not experience it as now for right now but every moment lasts forever once it's done it's like someone carved something in stone you can't take it back uh, and so uh, uh, there's a point to every single moment of existence, and one one day maybe Allah will show some of some of us some of what the point was. Uh, and uh, one of the things about the deen uh, is that it tells you about the ghayb, what the meanings and the realities of these things are. And one of the things about the tariq is if you wish to not run afoul of that system and you wish to benefit from that system, you have to understand how that system works. And the only way you can understand how that system works is from the teachings of, of Nubu'ah, from, from Wahi, uh, from, from Revelation and from the teachings of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And uh, so uh, he, he's going to expose some of these, these things that were hidden from before, some of these secrets. Um, he's going to expose some of them and we need to know them in, in order to uh, traverse this path uh, in a useful way. And uh, there was a talk I gave on this topic uh, on the New Year's Eve in New York City, in the heart of the, in the in, in the black heart of the the, the, the Big Apple, uh, I think two three years ago, uh, and you can find it in the SoundCloud. It's called Horse and Rider uh, uh, and Magical Thinking. 
the idea people think that the, everything the dean is magic you know things happen by magic somebody is pious and righteous just because he is that way and somebody's bad just because they are that way Not, you know like this idea that you disconnect the things that you're doing from the thing that the outcomes that happen like uh, you know i met one time uh, a, a, a uh, an, an elder uh, Arab sheikh who was in asylum in Lahore and uh, I talked to him and he was smoking the whole night and he had the most horrible cough and uh, I said sheikh you should probably start you should probably give up smoking it's like look how bad your cough is he's like no no it has nothing to do this has nothing to do with it it's just like it's cold outside right now <laughs> and you know you can't go through the dean like that you laugh about the dunya Going through the dunya like that is laughable, and going through the deen like that is not even funny, it's a tragedy. You can't go through the deen like that. You have to know and understand what the impact of things are. So he has a small tract that uh, is quoted from him uh, with regards to this concept. Deeds, the rewards for deeds and Allah's law recompense are all found in the Qur'an. Allah Most High says, O Muslims, there is neither confined to you nor is it confined to the people of the book who have made uh, any grand, grand claims. It is our divine law, uh, whoever uh, commits an evil act will be given recompense for it. Whether it is of uh, weakness, this is a recompense, also weakness is a recompense. It's actually a, a, what happens when a person, there are certain sins, the jaza of them is what? Is, is, is you get weakness back. Whether it's weakness, whether it's shortcoming, whether it's heedlessness, whether it's treachery, disloyalty, uh, ca uh, causing uh, fitna between people, uh, lack of good deeds, worship, wealth, worship of wealth, worship of authority, Allah Most High has a consequence and a result for it. He has a recompense for every single thing. There is no concession and no exception in this regard. There is no concession and there's no, uh, uh, there's no exception in this regard. It doesn't matter who you are or what you are. Doesn't matter what family you your 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 uh, what your skin color is, how much money you have, how good you are. If you you know if you were a good person yesterday, if you're a hafiz Quran or your alim or your your a father or mother or whatever, none of these things matter. If you do the same thing, you're going to get the same outcome. Everybody is the same. This theme is explained in the Quran explicitly in some places and implicitly in others. The Quran relates stories of nations, kingdoms, and mighty tyrants. It also relates the story of stories of weak and oppressed people. This is to point uh, this uh, to this point. You read themes related to actions, conditions, and ethics. We will not present uh, the recompense for them. The reward for good deeds in the Quran, Allah Most High makes extensive mention of good deeds uh, of the good deeds of His servants. That is, their internal and external states of obedience. Uh, in like manner, He gives them glad tidings of a pure life in this world, rewards His pleasure, forgiveness, admission into paradise, and so on for the doing of these good deeds. Allah Most High says in his book, Those men and women who remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala abundantly. Allah has set aside for them forgiveness and a great reward. مَنْ عَمِلَ صَالِحًا مِنْ ذَكَرٍ وَأُنْثَى وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنٌ فَلَنُحْيِيَنَّهُ حَيَاةً طَيِّبَةً وَلَنَجْزِيَنَّهُمْ أَجْرَهُمْ بِأَحْسَنِ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Whoever did good, uh, uh, whoever did righteous deeds, be it a, a, a man or a woman, uh, and is a believer, we will give them a good life, a pleasant life in this world. Here, good life doesn't mean uh, uh, LG, uh, uh, a refrigerator. It means what? That you'll live and you'll die with honor. You'll live and you'll die with honor. 
uh, even if it, even if your circumstances are constrained, there'll be uh, there'll be a goodness in it, uh, and that goodness maybe a kafir will be blind to what that is, but you will feel it yourself. And there are people who live and die, and they never go to jail, and they never suffer, and they're never hungry, and they seem to have good health, but there's a type of filthiness in their state. No matter how 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 beautiful their life may look to others, there's a type of filthiness in their state that cannot be washed by water, and they feel it themselves. Uh, they feel it themselves, even though those people who are in ghafla and heedlessness, to them it may look beautiful. Punishment for disobedience. In a like manner, Allah Most High makes mention of the, of, uh, the unbelief, polytheism, and internal and external sins of the unbelievers, and threatens them with His curse, intense displeasure, and destruction in this world and the hereafter. Allah Most High says, فَأَمَّا مَنْ طَغَى وَآثَرَ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا فَإِنَّ الْجَحِيمَ هِيَ الْمَأْوَى uh, as for the one who rebelled, uh, uh, the, the one who's crooked, who's wicked, the one who, who, the one who uh, you know, went against the, the, the system, and preferred this world over the hereafter, uh, for them the blazing fire will be his eternal abode. Allah Ta'ala also says in his uh, book, he says, وَمَنْ أَعْرَضَ عَنْ ذِكْرِي فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةً ذَنْكًا وَنَحْشُرُهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ أَعْمَى Whoever turns away from my remembrance, uh, that person will have a constricted uh, life in this world and uh, we will gather them on the Day of Judgment blind. The ulama have devoted entire books uh, to the subject of recompense. Mawlana Shah Waliullah Al-Muhaddith Al-Dihlawi Rahimahullah Ta'ala wrote uh, uh, a most enlightening article on this subject in his uh, uh, in his uh, uh, greatest work Al-Hujjatullah Al-Baligha and it is explained by uh, Mufti uh, Saeed Ahmed Palanpuri in his Rahmatullahi Al-Wasi'a and a tract from that is quoted below he mentions that there are five forms of recompense this is what, by the way, just to say that this is something that you're not, you know, you're, this is the difference between the actual ulama and Rabbaniyun and what you're going to find in your, like, whatever tafsir halaqa that's conducted by your local auntie. Uh, these things are, these things are only the people who are the masters of, of the Arabic language and the kitab and the sunnah and people of insight will be able to pull these out for you. He said there are five forms of recompense in this world. The first is spiritual recompense, also known as the internal, the batini jaza. In other words, joy and tranquility are experienced in the heart on account of good deeds, and restlessness and agitation is experienced because of evil deeds. Allah Most High says, uh, that we, this, the ayah we mentioned from before, that turning away from Allah Ta'ala's uh, uh, remembrance in this world, what does it cause? It causes your life to be constricted. You feel, you just, you feel like something is wrong all the time. Shawalullah rahimahullah ta'ala writes, the constriction in this world is with regards to the heart. Out of his good deeds uh, for the world, a person is constantly worried uh, out of his sorry, out of his greed for this world, a person is constantly worried about how he can progress in it, and he's agitated over the fear of loss. Even if an unbeliever has no worries, his condition most of the time uh, is as described previously. The condition uh, of a righteous believer is the opposite of this, and this is something you know. People who work with people who work with uh, uh, you know trauma victims, they've said I've heard this from numerous people. 
I've heard this from numerous people that there are there are middle middle class upper class housewives people have no responsibility and they're given large sums of money to and they're expected to spend it for frivolity for nothing for just themselves for their own enjoyment and entertainment that come with psychiatric traumas that are far more severe than those people who saw their entire families killed in front of them refugees in this country that come from different different countries they've seen horrible things they've seen horrible things but those people still they're psychologically intact whereas you know you have housewives who have to spend ridiculous sums of money they have beauty they have money they have uh, respect enjoyment everything fulfilled trust funds accounts for generations their children will be taken care of you know aunt becky can go and buy her uh, you know daughter's way into a nice college or at least she thought she could uh, uh you know you you have all of those things you have all of those things set up still people are suffering from trauma what does that mean I mean, this is not to like dog on like rich housewives. If you're a rich housewife, you can be a very pious person also. I mean, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that the, there's disconnect between one thing and the other. And uh, people think that they're, they're one and the same. Bodily recompense. This is the second type of jaza. For example, the removal of illness because of doing good deeds, the deferment of illness and calamities on account of charity, falling ill because of evil deeds, becoming stricken by grief, becoming uh, 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 overwhelmed by fear. Uh, when the Kaaba was being constructed before Rasulullah was conferred with his prophethood, he and his uncle Sayyidina Abbas who were carrying rocks for the construction. His uncle advised him to remove his lower garment and place it on his shoulders. He had Izar, it's like a sheet. That's what the Arabs, their, their, their clothing was. They didn't always wear pants and a suit. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, I remember one time I had a rida on my shoulders and a, a, an uncle from one of our wonderful Arab, uh, Arab, Arab uh, background brothers. Uh, he said that. He said, your, your rida you wear on your shoulders when you pray makes you look like a Yehudi because, you know, they have the prayer, prayer shawls. And I said, uncle, you're wearing a suit and tie. And he literally was wearing a suit and tie right now. I go, I go, that... This is something the Prophet ﷺ wore. Tell me, did the Prophet ﷺ ever wear that? He says, no. I said, did a Yehudi ever wear that? He said, yes. <laughs> so the Izar is, is what? It's from the original uh, the original garb of the Arabs. Is Izar and Rida, two unstitched pieces of cloth. One you tie, they're in, in, the same, identical. They're, the Izar is the one you tie on your lower half and the Rida is the one you wear on your upper half. This is what the Messenger of Allah ﷺ wore uh, in addition to other things. And this is also what, uh, uh, what you wear when you go to Hajj. Right, and, and uh, the men were in, in their ihram. So he, in the days of Jahiliyyah, Abbas radiallahu anhu told him because he's carrying the heavy stones that take your your lower garment off and put it on your shoulder so so as to help carry the uh, carry the load. And this is before the nubu of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Uh, and so the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he mentions this is mentioned in some of the narrations of Sirah that he was about to do it and he passed out. And he stared blankly toward the sky, and uh, 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 he uh, he he reached for his lower garment and and and, and tightened it uh, uh, again. And the Shawulullah considers this to be a, a, a an a, a example of bodily recompense. It has nothing. It's just what something was about to happen, and there's a a, a, a recompense for it right away. And it didn't happen. And this is obviously it's not a sin or it's not even a mistake because the Sharia wasn't revealed to the Prophet mm-hmm. But if something Allah doesn't want to happen, doesn't isn't pleased with happening, um, there's a difference between irada and between rida. 
if Allah Ta'ala doesn't want, someone's like, well, if Allah doesn't want sin to happen, how come people are eating pork and committing zina and doing all kind of weird things, right? He allows it to happen. Why? Because he wants those people, he, he wants those things to happen. And then the recompense happens, which will result in their punishment. And then they'll go to the hellfire. He wants those things to happen, but he's not pleased with them. There's nothing that that person can say, I did this and Allah is pleased with me doing it. The pleasure of Allah and the will of Allah are two. This is a technical discussion and we discuss this when we teach the, the, the tahawiyah, uh, that They're two separate things. So something that something in order to that something was about to happen, Allah wasn't pleased with it. So the jaza came beforehand and it prevented that thing from happening. So the Prophet didn't do anything Allah Ta'ala was uh, unpleased with. The third type of recompense is what? Uh, uh, people and things uh, that are connected with a person. So for example, a blessing in one's life, wealth and family on account of good deeds will benefit and you will suffer losses in these things on account of evil deeds. This is very scary as well and think about it, right? Uh, uh, you, you gentlemen married? No, you, you gentlemen married? Things you do right now will affect your children that haven't been born yet. It's real. Once the children are in front of you, then you're like, oh my goodness, right? And some of them, it, it, it yeah, makes sense, right? If you marry, if you marry, uh, you know, if you marry, mashallah, a Pakistani uh, girl who like whatever just got into a Harvard PhD in mathematics, probably your children are not going to join the NBA. I'm not talking about those things. Those things you can still like project them like, you know, through the worldly and material understanding of, of the way the world works. But spiritually as well, it, it, it affects them. It affects them. Things you do right now, it affects them. Number four, natural recompense. In other words, uh, uh, angels, people in general and other creations having love for the righteous and uh, uh, evil people uh, 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 suffering the opposite on account of their sins. And number five is what? Recompense in actions. This is also a very, uh, uh, this is also something very scary that a person gets more inspiration to do good on account of his good deeds. And the withdrawal of the inspiration uh, to do good on account of one's sins. Yeah. And falling into additional sin until a seal set on the heart, which we discussed uh, before uh, in the tafsir of Mawlana Hussain Ali in the, uh, discussing the, the Qahr Jabbari. Uh, these are respective recompenses for good and evil. There are two forms of this uh, recompense. Uh, one, the person is inspired to do more good uh, or the opposite that the whisperings of shaitan increase. Two, changes take place in a person's condition. Uh, that is, he experiences conditions whereby he uh, uh, progresses in good deeds or inclines toward evil. This is very, uh, this is something people, people should think about. This is one of the things that the ulama write. They say that uh, one of the reasons that it was the custom of the righteous in the past to uh, fast and to uh, pray uh, increase, an increase in the month of Sha'ban in the month of Rajab, is what is that sins are an impediment to doing good deeds. Sins are an impediment to doing good deeds. So the person works hard, the idea is the person works hard to have their sins forgiven, and the black effect of the sins removed in, in, in Sha'ban and in Rajab. Then what happens? The door is open and a person will, 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 will the kite will take off in Ramadan. But the person who is, you know, sinning all the way up until the, you know, like they're doing sins like the buzzer beater, you know, they, they shoot the ball before the buzzer go out and it goes and goes through the hoop, you know, even after the clock runs out. And then they're like, oh, now it's Ramadan, now it's time to be uh, pious again, you know. Uh, uh, what happens? A lot of your Ramadan is just spent through the drudgery of like, 
housebreaking your nafs again in order to get it like to do good things and like removing the barrier and the obstacles of uh, that sins have created so that you can get the tawfiq of doing good again and so what happens the whole like you know like from the 27th through the 29th you become you know back to back to your zero point and you just benefit very little even though that's there's a lot of khair in that as well i don't want to belittle it but the person who wants to go for the gold you know that's not the way you, that's not the way it's going to happen uh, and so there are so many things that a person like the, the the sins that a person does from before, they become the the the, the reason for 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 having tofiq the door of tofiq closed to you. And likewise, there are so many good deeds that a person does. The recompense is what that the door is open for a person. You know, it's like the 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 bonus the bonus round. You know, you 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 pass the test, and now you have now you can go and do do all extra credit uh, thereafter. You're not going to get there until you have your 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 uh, uh, you know your basic practice of the deen straightened out, and uh, um, that's a, a prize. The person who wants it will then. Focus on protecting the protecting the 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 foundation on which their their deen is built by uh, avoiding sins and by uh, uh, working hard in getting those sins forgiven because the sins have an effect that that goes beyond just that one sin itself because what ends up happening is a person sins and they don't think about it they don't forget and Allah Taala is la yadilu rabbi wa la my Lord doesn't uh, you know he he doesn't get lost nor does he ever forget anything. And, uh, uh, you know, this is one of the things, the, the, the prophetic genius, that what is his dua, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in these nights? Allahumma innaka afoon, tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anni. Oh Allah, you're the one who forgives such a forgiveness that it leaves no trace of uh, anger behind. And you love that people should forgive like that. People should forgive one another like that. So forgive me uh, uh, like that as well. Uh, and so a person has to has to be very... Uh, 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 cognizant that when they do something wrong what the line of like effects of that are going to be and when they do something right uh, what the line of effects of that thing are going to be as well again this is a different view of sin than the legalistic view the legalistic view is what okay it's haram maybe i can ask another mufti nope it's haram in all four madhabs okay uh let's go and we'll go to islam q a you know they they don't follow any of the madhabs maybe shokani said it's okay nope even shokani says it's haram uh, 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 Shokani, Albani, everybody, everybody, you know, from one side of the spectrum to the other, they're they're all Ibn Arabi. Everybody, it's haram. Okay, okay, so it's haram. Now I just I just uh, you know flip back to Riyadh Salihin, right? And uh, okay, uh, stop doing the sin. Check. Feel bad about it? Yeah, it was horrible. Check. Uh, resolve never to do it again. Check. I'm 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 good. I'm clear. And the fact of the matter is that's. An angle, that's a dimension of it. It's not the whole story though. It's not the whole story. The mabhath of, of obedience and of sin, when you look at it from the point of view of a person's spirituality, is very, very, very different. It's very different. It's what, in that sense, then a person will see, like, you know, if I, if I do this thing, like if I earn this haram dollar, if I eat this thing that's haram, you know, if I, uh, uh, if I you know, do this X, Y, Z other sin, and you see like the, the ripple effects of how, how bad it is. Uh, 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 you know, now you start to look at the sin not as like a drop of urine, but in the context of like what's it going to do to all the rest of the water and like the 30 gallons of water in the cooler. Uh, and it looks different. And in that sense, the tasawwuf is a type of fanaticism. Because it causes a person when they see things from such a, uh, from such a, uh, 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 
a point of view, a holistic point of view, then it makes them treat sin like, uh, uh, like you know, like a, a trigger happy police officer would like treat somebody in the hood. You know why? Because you see all the evil that's that 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 uh, could happen from this, and so even something very small, you're ready to like kill somebody because of it. And the Sharia actually restrains a person from their fanaticism in that sense. In that sense, the Sharia is a mercy. It stops a person from from going, uh, you know, going so gung ho that they completely become like uh, uh, like like overbearing and uh, you know destroy themselves because of their overbearingness. There's actually a mercy in the Sharia. Otherwise, if you know what the what the effects of sins are, if you look at the Sharia that came from before us, this is what the Tafsir of Inna Dina Yusr the Yusr is. It's a hadith of Bukhari, that the deen is ease. Why? Because in the, there, in, in the Quran itself, you know, the Banu Israel, they were the people who worshipped the calf. You know what their tawbah was? Their tawbah, go kill yourself. Tell me, is there, any, is there any sin in our sharia that requires you to kill yourself? No. But Allah Ta'ala mentions in the Quran that if I had ordered you to do that, He mentions the munafiqeen wouldn't have done it. But if I had ordered it, they would have found khair in it. They would have found good in doing it. It would have been better for them if I had ordered them to do it. But they won't. The Sharia, the Sharia of Banu Israel, the Najasa comes onto the clothing. They can't wash it. They have to cut that piece out and, and, and throw it away and then sort of patch back onto it. Now the person who sees these things from the eye of the haqiqah, they can see what the ill effect of those things are and why it should be that way, in fact. And the Sharia, what is it now? It's actually like it tempers a person that you can't, uh, 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 you know that that you have to you have to like uh, uh, slow down a little bit because if you go so fanatical about every single point of the deen, um, it's going to necessarily cause like society and your life in this world to collapse. However, the point of it is not necessarily that uh, a, a person should then blind themselves to the spiritual reality of sin or to the spiritual benefit of of doing good deeds. Rather, uh, the Sharia is a, a, a Sharia of balance. That this is and Sharia balance doesn't mean ease. It actually, in some ways, it means it's much harder than 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 the uh, you know the other alternatives. Because if you're only going to go spiritual, then it's easy. We can all burn our houses down and like go survive in the woods. And if you die after a week, you're going to go to Jannah anyway, right? That's easy. That doesn't require a lot of forethought in in, in, in execution. And on the flip side, if we're going to go capitalist, you know, uh, you know, uh, all of us, we can go buy some moose and slick our hair back and uh, put on a suit and tie and uh, make a killing in the marketplace and, uh, uh, you know, make as much money as you want. That's also easier when you don't have to think about the consequences of what you're doing when you're doing the law of the jungle uh, type thing. What does the dean require us to do? The dean requires us that we have to be successful on both sides as much as we're able to. We have to be successful on both sides as much as we're able to. You're not allowed to turn your back on your family. You're not allowed to turn your back on your progeny, your lineage. You're not allowed to let your property go to waste. You're not allowed to do any of those things. You have to be successful from both sides because there's khair in it. There's khair in it. There's benefit in it. If we don't do that, then the message is not going to get to anywhere. Then the message is not going to go to our children. Then we're, out of all of us, which one of us is the one who's going to be able to carry like the message so hardcore? There's a mercy in it, but it requires that a person walk with the balance that the, the 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 legal understanding on one side and the spiritual understanding on the other will compel a person to walk down the straight path rather than veer toward one uh, type of fanaticism or another you know people say oh you're fanatic why do you have to pray five times a day every day no 
that's not fanatical. That's the balanced path. Fanatical is what is that you love your dunya so much that you don't you don't make any you don't make time even five times a day to remember Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Allah Taala give us the tawfiq of of understanding and seeing with the eye of of ma'rifah uh, uh, what the reality of all of these things are and the 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 acting with the temper tempered and balanced uh, approach of the shara of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala that was handed to us by the fuqaha. Uh, of, 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 of our aslaf the, the people who understood the deen from our salaf uh, and when we say that we're not talking about like you know someone who lives in the Arabian Peninsula now uh, nowadays we're talking about who the sahaba and the tabi'in and the tabi'a tabi'in many of the people who live in the Arabian Peninsula also follow their way as well and we love them too uh, um, uh, and uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us give us the, the tawfiq of walking that, that path and give us the help to walk that path Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibul anna Ya Allah on these mubarak nights whatever effects of whatever sins we did all the stupid things things that we did that we made excuses for for our life in this one moment we admit there's no excuse for it mm. so forgive us those sins ya allah mm. and, and 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 insulate us and guard us from the ill effects of those sins and those close those doors that were closed to good previously to us ya allah open them for us from your fadl and karam and from your minna and from your rahmah we ask you for forgiveness for our sins so open the doors that were closed ya allah and those doors for evil that were opened in front of us and that are open in front of us and that we walk through every day ya allah uh, slam them shut ya allah lock them ya allah with locks that are uh, unbreakable and unpickable throw away the key ya allah uh, and 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 make us only go on that path which is the balanced path the mm-hmm. path of those who you love and those who you've given your blessings, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, drown us in your rahmah and your fadl. Mm-hmm. Ya Allah, make us see nothing but your rahmah and your fadl in this mm-hmm. world and the hereafter. Mm-hmm. Make us the people who our eyes are filled with the haq and our ears are filled mm-hmm. with, our, with the haq and our uh, hearts are filled with the haq. Wa sallallahu tabarakwa ta'ala wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.